Hi, I'm Farmer Kenyokwayemi, the biggest food critic in Nigeria. For this episode, you can call me the African Food God. And you are listening to the Young God Podcast. This episode is served hot by Mamba Cafe. Visit Mamba Cafe on Instagram to learn more. When they ask, who are you? I'm always like Google me. I mean, I'm not that blown enough, but don't stress me, Google me, man. Just type my name as on him. You see, like all the things you've done. But just type Nigerian food critic. Like the first five pages, I wonder shit. So, like, mm-hmm. I like flexing, unnecessary flexing. Bro, that's you know what? Uh, people always like to like term flexing. Pride, as cockiness. pride or cockiness. Uh, I'm like, fam, you don't understand. Like, it's, you know, people tend to like forget that that's a personality trait on its own. It's not like it's a bad thing. Like, Nigerians it's, love humility. They love that fake humbleness. That it. oh, he came down to our level and trying to relate. I mean, I do that normally, but not because oh, that's what people want. So when I don't need to be cocky, you know, I'm relatable. And when I think I need to be cocky. I throw it in. Like, like you know your moments, right? Google me, bitch. <laughs> Not you, but like you get. Google, Google me, bitch. What you're about to listen to is two confident young men who love to flex, who love to talk their shit, but most importantly, know how to back it up. Don't you love to see it and hear it? For real though, Google him. So here's the quick backstory. Obeyemi and I met at an event in Abuja early this year. Eddie Madaki introduced us, and the first thing, the very first thing Obey said to me was, The biggest food critic in Nigeria. Okay, that's an interesting intro. At first, I thought he meant biggest as in physically, because Obe is a big, big dude. He takes up space. But then it turns out that he really is that dude that has carved a niche for himself in West Africa's food industry. And it was that flex, that big dick energy that let me know that I wanted to hear his story. I wanted to pick his brain. The very next day, I met up with Ope at his apartment and we recorded nearly three hours of conversation about all kinds of things. Food, women, money, business, celebrity, cats, food poisoning, storytelling and so much more. Obeyemi is authentic and brilliant. He's a god and that's why he's on this podcast. So, this is the first of a two-part episode featuring Obeyemi. In part one, we talked about what it takes to build a trusted brand in the food industry, finding his niche, evolving from being a mere influencer to becoming truly influential, and the Nigerian food scene in general. He shared secrets and insights that anyone in the food industry should pay attention to, leverage, and level up. If you're familiar with the Bayami, this is a side of him you've never seen or heard. Brace yourself. For those of you who are new here, my name is Rodney Omogachim. Google me. I am your host, and you are welcome to The Young God, a podcast for gods. Yeah. Stand back. Got to talk. 
watch cost. Our conversation begins with Obeyemi talking about how Igbo babes showed him Pepe. And from there, it was a roller coaster. Here we go. Oh, it's I was a rock emo guy. Ah. Yeah. And I still somehow love... you found yourself in foodie. No, I mean, I, I've always been a foodie, but like my music era then, I was a soft guy. I believed in love. I still believe in love, but then now it's just leftovers. Anyone that is dating is getting. Then. My basket was full of love. Eh? And Ibu babes should me. Where are you from? Anambra State. Ah, the third best Ibu State. <laughs> the third best? Yeah. One of the first. You don't go anymore. You don't go anymore. I've been to Enugu before. Very, very little place. It is little. Yo, Enugu is little. And I realized that they are, they are dressing there. You know all these old Nollywood, like, dressing that we called old Nolly vibes? Like, I'm going to try to cap. That's the way when I went there, my own experience, like they are their chances are young people. That's their actual fashion reality. Yeah. Yeah. I call this old Nollywood thing party dress. I'm like, yeah. this is how they dress here. I was really, really like I had culture shock when I went there. You know, funny thing is, unbeknownst to most people, yeah. Enugu has a very, very strong podcast listenership. Enugu. Enugu. Not Lagos. In, oh, wait, no, Lagos. To, okay. Lagos is strong. Lagos Enugu. Enugu. I was shocked when I saw it. Yeah. I rate them, but like not Enugu. Yeah, they have like a very like um, their audience is very sophisticated in terms of Enugu is, is deep, but we start to like get to know what goes on in their actions. No, those fuckers in a nice way. Those, <laughs> those fuckers like to party. They love to party. I was there last year for like a food tour, so I, I do these things where I go to different states in Nigeria for food tours. Yeah, like no one says me, but I do it. Food critic and shit. And I got there on a Tuesday. And I was assuming, because normal states is on Thursday, the nightlife comes alive. Fam, on a fucking... Can I, can I call it say, of course? On a fucking Tuesday, I was club hopping. In Lagos, it is Wednesday, Thursday, for nightlife, that Lagos on a Tuesday. Not, not that I went to one, I was club hopping every single day. I left on a Sunday. Every single, I left Hongova every single day I was partying in Enugu. <laughs> okay, that, that, I'm not familiar with that aspect. It wasn't Christmas, just like a random, maybe like August, a random month. Oh, shit. And I was like, damn. Enugu is different. It's no, no, no. one of those cities that people like, those states people sleep on. They sleep on. Nobody told me, I experienced it myself. I was shocked. I had, you know, a bit of culture shock about, you know, Enugu and the East. What other state has given you culture shock? Um, so I served in Kaduna for NYSC, so I'm kind of familiar with the North. I've been to Borno States, mm. you know. I knew they were not the terrorists out of everything they were, so I went there for clouds to show that, oh, because I, I knew, like, oh, Borno is not, because all eyes were on me when I went to Borno States for a full talk. So, like, oh, like I knew because I researched, so I wasn't shocked. But, yeah, Borno is like, it's like Ikeja. My degree, not Borno, sorry. Mm-hmm. My degree is like Ikeja, it's like it develops... State. Everyone thinks it's like, you know, this is Afghanistan movies where <laughs> it gets. Everyone thinks that, oh, it's like Afghanistan, yeah. no movement here. But it's like Ikeja is true. Also, too, I was shocked because it's not a Sharia state, though. Mm-hmm. It's not a Sharia. Kanu is a Sharia. Ilonri is more Sharia than Bonu. Bonu is 50 50. Half Muslim, half Christian. I was, that shocked me. Half Muslim, half Christian. Half Muslim, half Christian, yeah. You can dress like a slut. No way. You can dress like a I saw, I didn't know. Yeah. And it's like a slot. Madu. Exactly. It's half Muslim, half Christian. I was shocked. I've been to Quara. Quara, they will beat you in some places, like no jokes. If you go to the market and Quara and you dress like a slot, yeah. they will beat you. 
Not they would have beaten people that dress like sluts. Not sluts, but like, you know, showed some skin. They've beaten them. Quarrel. Kano, I've not been there yet, but I heard it's like the Sharia. Yeah. Sharia states in Nigeria. So, Bono shocks me. Bono? Yeah. Okay, so Enugu and Bono are the two states that. No, then, um, Bayosa, so I was shocked because, to be honest, when you hear about nobody really expects anything from Bayosa. Like, mm. I do not even have any, like, you know, expectations. I went there just mm. for a foot or to explore their dishes. Those, again, when I say fuckers, I'll call people fuckers a lot. <laughs> I mean it's in a very endearing. Those fuckers, yeah. they have a lot of dishes. In my opinion, I'll say South South, Bayosa and River State mm. for like the food space. I'll say if, you know, a state was to represent Nigeria in a food competition or whatever, I'll choose those two states to represent Nigeria because they have a variety of dishes that people are sleeping on. Mm. They have a lot of soups and also they are Bayosa, yes. yeah. Especially because they're river and river and areas. Fish and seafood plays a whole different types that people don't know about. All we just know is fisherman soup. Yeah. And they even have different types of fisherman soup there. So I I love Biosa. Hmm. They have pretty dark skinned ladies there. A lot. Like they just look different. Their bodies built different. Their bodies are built different. They look yeah. different. There I say Fanan and Evo girls. And I read Evo girls the you know, like 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 number one to me. Yeah. It's also about we don't see them as more. Those Fulani babes, like they are hidden, but like they are kind of number one. But since we don't see them, go and die. So Igbo girls, number one. So wait, let me let me let me sum you up in a bit now. Yeah. You're a connoisseur of food. Love, yeah. And fine babes. No, and fine, did I say that? I have eyes, I observe. You observe too. Yeah, no. yeah. But the way you have the distinctions. Where Anambra babes have... No, Anambra, don't try. Oh, Igbo. Kikli said Anambra. It's Igbo I said, no Anambra. Igbo babes, yeah. flanny babes, dark skin by also babes. Yeah, dark skin by also babes. You know, as you said, sluts get beaten in certain places. So you, you, you have Not sluts, so girls that wear sluts. This guy, you want to misquote me. I said in the north, in some areas, if we wear, you know, what they deem as slutty clothes, mm-hmm. they will beat you up. Yeah. I, you know, promote... Slutty dressing, you know, girls are doing this Baddies. no bra. Yeah. Oh. Like, don't fam, don't wear those bras. Let those titties hang, man. I'm, Bro, I'm fine with it. I'm not complaining. I'm not at complaining all, either. Man, it's 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 a sight for sore eyes. Just minding your business and fucking um, Ebano supermarket. You see a girl with this. Right, like, be free. You know? I won't look too much. I like, I'll look with scoops, but like, I'll not stare because like, from when shades can be she... stopped, cannot be stopped. I'm an ass guy, Shabba. I appreciate nice titties. <laughs> I'm an ass guy. Why did you decide to choose a career in in food? Of all the things, I know you, like you said, journalism, yeah. mass com, yeah. all these things. Okay, so this is part where I let me just give you a brief run through of my history. Mm-hmm. So I resigned my job, was it last year? I worked in advertising as a brand strategist, like a proper 9 to 5 office stuff. Okay. And before that, I was a journalist. I studied, as I said, mass communication in Unilag. Mm-hmm. And the food stuff, I've always been been a food critic. I've always been that guy that traveled around, you know, ate and gave his experience. You get? Yeah. There wasn't money then, so that kind of built trust. My first IT post, 2013, there were food contents. Like, before being an influencer was eating, I've always not, I've always just been posting about food and giving honest feedback. Then I joined advertising, and I realized that, wait, influencers get paid to do some stuff. I had no idea that some of these things we see were influencer stuff. So there was this campaign, like there was this food brand that came to our office and wanted to do a campaign and it said they needed influencers. Not food, sorry. No, it was food. 
and they were recommending maybe lifestyle influencers, beauty influencers for like a milk product. Mm. And I'm like, why are you paying someone that does makeup and, you know, travels, talk about a milk product? I call food influencers, call chefs. And they were like, we don't have food influencers in Nigeria. And I'm like, ah, but I have like 10K followers, but then they now joke their hands, so who knows, you nobody knows. Just like a playful mm-hmm. office banter that, you know, they open my page. There's this app that can dissect your page and show the average mm-hmm. likes you get, average comments. And they were like, oh, that being an influencer is not just about the number of followers. Like, first of all, you have 10K followers. That's like a micro, micro influencers. Mm-hmm. Remember then, the average like you get per post was 50. Mm-hmm. 50, 50 likes or one low number of likes. Mm-hmm. The average comment you get is like 15 comments. And nobody's paying you to post on your page. So I was like, wow. Like, they laughed. Like, mm-hmm. it pained me, but I knew it was just honest. Yeah. Yeah. But I held on to that, and I said, wow, okay. And I told them, I think it was like in February, and I said, before the year ends, I'm going to be the biggest food influencer in Nigeria. I said, like I said, I love I love negativity. Gets, makes me push. Do the strategy on myself as a product. Mm-hmm. If I want to blow in Nigeria, what do I need to do? Who do I need to speak to? Before me, there were other... I'll say food influencers before me, but they all of them were doing the same old, same old stuff. As I did, it worked. We're taking pictures, all of them. I wasn't that rich then. They to take nice iPhone pictures, go to fancy restaurants, you know, just tell stories. It was there was no personality. They were treating themselves like official brands. There was no face. There was no persona. It was just like MTN posting. You get. So I did a brief on all of them. Looked at what they were doing. What worked, what did not, like, basically I analyzed them. What worked, what didn't work, what they are doing that works, what they should stop doing. And I noticed that all of them were speaking to the 10% of Nigerians, to the elite class, to those who could spend 50K and above in the restaurants. Nobody was speaking to the average Nigerian, to the middle class Nigerian, to the poor Nigerian. Everybody likes to eat. So I just said, also to new influencers, listen, because most people will look at what is everybody doing, what is working. And they'll try and copy people and try and beat. You cannot beat somebody that's only skilled. Mm. But I said, you know what? I'm going to do the opposite of what all of them are doing. All of them are fighting for the 10% elites and the 90% nobody, like, nobody was speaking to them. So I just created my content and, you know, I began doing street food, local food, affordable eats, 10 places in Lagos where you can spend 5K, you know, budget-friendly places. I began... You know, I did not speak like I was a brand. I began speaking like a person, like, oh, I'm that your guy from down the streets. Like, so there was a face. Like, I just spoke like them. I did not, I was, I did not form. And I, I mean, now I've changed now, but like then I started. <laughs> yeah, so like I was very, very relatable. I was doing cheap eats. I was basically living. I wasn't really, I'm not rich now, but like, I was earning like, what, 150k salary then, and I, I couldn't be eating every day. Mm-hmm. So probably, oh, the best Akara spots in Yaba, the best we are spots, everybody. So you were based in Lagos at the time? I'm still based. Who is based here? Okay, okay, okay. I'm on vacation. Okay, okay Abuja. Okay. <laughs> All your niggas. I meant to spend the money I made. I'm, I'm going back up a week Monday. Okay. So yeah, I was doing relatable spots that every day, average, and even the rich, they like so yeah. Mm-hmm. Get. So I was doing relatable spots. Once in a while, Throwing fancy, and because of that, also to add like a board where I was like, I must beat these fuckers. So, like, maybe okay, this week, okay, beating him, like, based on numbers and kidding, this week, beating him, beating him, beating him. So, that's how I just grew. Then, when I grew and became who I wanted to be, a lot of people were inspired and 
it started. Mm-hmm. And you get so I'll say I won't say a competition, but it's just because my numbers was like higher than everybody, but like they were I don't want to use the word jack in my style, but they were inspired by I would like to believe because mm-hmm. I see a lot of similarities. Yeah. I began with this intro, hi, I'm Farmer King me, the biggest food critic in Nigeria. Everybody was doing pictures, I began doing videos. Then the next now I see somebody else saying hi. Um, Yoande or Shomade, the food day of this, like the same pattern, like everybody was doing that. So I'm like, ah, these niggas be jacking. At first it was flat trip, but after a while, I was like, what the fuck are these guys doing? <laughs> and they were mostly negotiant. Yeah. And like I said, I don't like doing what people do. I love being the contrarian. So I said, okay. By then I was popular, many brands knew me, they were paying me for like, you know, adverts and stuff. So yeah, while they were still like, finding their foot and I'm trying to make money. I already had like a bit of change to do some things. So I said, oh yeah, I've already conquered Lagos. All of you fight for the scraps in Lagos. Let me conquer Nigeria. So like I began traveling to order. Thus missing, I've been to this state, that state. It wasn't to flex, it was for food tours. Mm-hmm. But in the evening I flex. Mm-hmm. So I began going to different states that people did not really know about and they wanted to see. So I went to Ibadan first. I went there. I didn't know I was popular. I think Ibadan plays a big role in me traveling around Nigeria. I went there for Amala. Like, I was doing a Amala, Ibadan, Lagos, who makes better Amala. Mm-hmm. By the way, they make the best Amala in Nigeria and Ibadan. No arguments there. So I went to Ibadan for, like, like a two-day trip. But, you know, I went there, and normally in Lagos, I get the, oh, okay, I know you, let's take pictures. That's, you know, daily celebrity treatment. Mm-hmm. When I went to Ibadan, I was not expecting it. But everywhere I went, people were like, oh, I know you, I know you. And I'm like, wait, this guy's no me in Ibadan. So I'm like, okay, let's test it out in somewhere else. Let's try this state and see if they'll know me. So I went to another state and so I just yeah, began colonizing these states and you know, letting like when I go, I would announce like a week before that, oh guys, you know, go, I'm coming to your state, recommend the best restaurants in your town and you know, all the restaurant owners will hear that there's one food guy from Lagos. Yeah. They will follow me. Everyone, you know, all the people in Nigo will hear that oh, there's this guy coming to our town to eat. Let's follow him as what to say about our food. Uh, so that was like a way to indirectly amass followers. Yeah. When I came to Abuja the first time, all these food bloggers in Abuja, they do not exist, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say I inspired anybody. <laughs> the but when I came to Abuja, because when I came, like, like upper year, mm. there wasn't any, any serious food blogger that was consistent yeah. when I came to Abuja. So it was, I made like, I made over a million. But now, all of us are sharing the money in Abuja. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, all the restaurants wanted to sleep with me. Metaphorically, so yeah. so yeah. So now I'm done with Nigeria. Not done, but like you know, this year. Time to expand. I'm going to Ghana next month. I'm going to Cameroon. Mm. Like let's conquer these. So you get. Yeah. Let's conquer these states. Once I do something, once everybody starts doing that shit, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. All of you can have it. So mm. you get. Oh yeah, sorry. And I resigned my job. I had a you know nice paying job, mm. and I was dumb enough. If it didn't work out, everyone like, was not so, you know what? I'm resigning my job yeah. to do this full-time. Obviously, there are many sacrifices I did that, you know, no one wants to hear the sub-stories, but, like, there are many sub-stories, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to quit my job. Obviously, there was a strategy mm-hmm. to do this full-time. Yeah. There was no blueprints. There was nobody doing it for me to, you know, say, okay, this person did this, this, this. Let me copy him. Like, there was no blueprints. I was like... I don't want to use the word pioneer because I wasn't the first, but kind of the biggest. So, and I just quit and did it. And for now, thank God, I'm succeeding. But if I had failed, you know, this guy 
had a nice job. Because my you know, salary was increased and everything. I had a nice job in a nice career and he resigned to be eaten around Nigeria. What kind of dumbass is this guy? Yeah. So, yeah. Do you ever think about if it didn't work out, what would you have done? <sighs> if it didn't, it's, I would have found a way to make it work. I don't know, but it's just... Because I obviously studied the market. I didn't just quit on a whim. Yeah. So first of all, for six months, before I quit, I was making money on my salary for six months. So like I knew that, okay, for the past six months, I've not touched my salary. What I'm making makes my salary look like peanuts. So my salary was in peanuts so when I was resigning. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that kind of was like a calculated risk. Right, right. For six months, I was making far more than my salary. My colleagues were saying, oh, my, my job was my side job. Like they were calling my office job my side gig. Yeah. Like everybody knew who I was in the office. Yeah. I was even making more. Like when brands came to our place, like to give us jobs, and they needed influencers, they put my name there, and they saw my rates card, and they, you know, like I made money from the clients, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like they paid me like times four of my salary amount. So they knew right. that eventually, like this guy, you know, is bigger than this place. Yeah. So it was calculated to be honest. And now, a quick message from our sponsor, Able Creative. Able Creative is an Abuja-based creative agency that builds brands and people. It is owned by yours truly. We have a very particular set of skills, skills acquired over a very long career, skills that make us a blessing for entrepreneurs, brands, and businesses. If you need creativity coaching, consultation, communication, and creative direction, we are looking for you and we will find you and we will be the creative right hand you need to be brilliant. You can learn more about what we do, what we've done and who we've done it for via our website. There's a link in the description of this episode or you can contact me directly for a free consultation. One of the things Obeyemi expressed before we started recording was how he had gotten tired of telling his origin story. The whole process had him jaded. The same questions and answers over and over again. I get it. But what if there's an alternate way to look at things? Don't get tired of telling your story, bro, because it's like telling your story is the secret to survival. In a sense in that when, you, when, you, when you're able to like think of how you got from where you were to where you are right now and where you want to go, if you stop, if you get tired of telling your story, you know what happens? Mm. You lose your humility. If you lose your humility, as for like, you know, you don't get enough time to like reflect out loud oh, with people. From on where I came from and everything. Yeah. And, be, and when you tell your story, it carries others along. Yeah. And you, you can't stop. I know you hate, well, not hate, but I don't hate it. It's limitation just, is, I've done it. Can be no, it's not bad. It's just, you know, I've, you know, I've done so many interviews and it's like the same questions and you get like yours now, this is mixed, but like it's the same, maybe know you. Yes. <laughs> like I've said this a billion times. You get yes, I just, don't hate it, it's just just don't underestimate the power of storytelling. What yeah, what's your story in terms of guy which you just told me about like, you know, going to all this Borno and Inugu and how but like all the, someone is gonna to listen to that feel like, yo man, I can I can do this. And I think that's that's where you go from being an influencer to being influential. Mm. Because an influencer, they get people to buy stuff, yeah. take decisions true, true. from their pocket. But if you're influential, your actions. you get people to like be themselves, to take risks on themselves, mm. to live their lives. And that's the ultimate flex. If you can cross over from influencer mm. to influential, 
bro, you know, get, now you, get, you can talk with your shit. God when. God when. Do you understand? Yeah. So, and I can relate also because I'm also a sort of a, a maverick in my space. Where, just like you, I was, I was still with a very... Similar and intertwined. Yeah. Although I didn't work, I wasn't working in 9 to 5, okay. but I did have, or I do have a brand development consultancy. I help uh, my clients you know, build their brands. I give them ideas. I help them like see the bigger picture mm. and not get too bogged down by, you know, copying what the other companies or your competitor is doing, like finding your own like blue water. Similar, like strategy. Yeah. Similar. And so while I was doing that, that I stumbled onto podcasting and I realized I had, a fl- I had like, I had had just like you people describe it as contrarian i just feel like i'm very i like to think aloud right so a podcast was the perfect way to just you know express certain things and then as i started doing it i found yo first of all um this thing is i love it like it's i look forward to doing this thing yeah. and then the audience started coming and the feedback all over, all over the world people just said if the content is good they'll find you you know people will share and now i'm in that space this year where i'm about to like make this my baby. Beautiful. You know. Full time. Full time. That's bald. And I'm the only podcaster in Abuja. Okay. I'm the only. Check it together. It's the monopoly for me. It's the monopoly. It's the, so, so you know what I it's mean? It's safe to say you're the biggest podcaster in, in Abuja. Abuja. Yes. Flex. Right. I've had everybody from uh, JJ Omojua, Jojo Kuru, you know. So I've had the opportunity to have the cavemen on all kinds of different. Yeah, I've, I've been, I've been. Mama, is it a privilege on you? <laughs> See the big names you've been dropping. Uh, uh, is it flex or? Man, so like, should, let me flex some more. Just, yeah. just, just to flex some more. I fucks with it. I've had the the MD of Nigeria Airways. Oh really? Yeah, Nigeria Air on the podcast. I don't fuck with suits like that yeah. to be honest. I don't. Bruh, he's a fucking dope suit. No, like. I know they are big, but I don't really no, fuck with suits. As you are, guy, yeah. if you hear him talk, he's a guy, he's a G, he's mm. a... I don't know being guys just because they have name. Okay. Story is important to me. Fair Everyone yeah. has their story. Story is important, how they tell it. So I'll give you a heads up. After you left, mm-hmm. I said, Eddie, before I make this move to bring Obeyami on my podcast, like, like I asked him some questions. Yeah. Because I like certain individuals, you know. And your, the first saving grace you had was that you, like, you talked your shit. Oh. I love a nigga, a person who talks their shit, right? And then he explained the work you do and what you do. I'm like, yo, okay, this is an interesting like brain to pick. And that's what I like in my guests, not just now because diversity. Yemi Alade is here. I need to have a big name in my podcast mm. right now. Like, what has made my podcast do is storytelling. Exactly. You know, so um, that's why I say again, never get tired, man. They ask you, just just find, just ask them to make it interesting for you. I'll pick that one today for me saying, okay, what yeah. I get from this guy. This guy gave me this advice and I'll hold on to it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what's up. I'll hold on to it. The sign, or rather a sign of true greatness, is how a person responds when their ideas are challenged. Obemi is the real deal. And if you would like to hear more about how telling your story can help you survive and thrive and really be the best version of yourself... There's a link in the description of this episode that will take you to an episode from last season called The Danger of an Untold Story. I highly recommend it. It is lit. It's fantastic. But now, let's talk about the Abuja food scene from Obeyemi's point of view. What do you think is the spot or the, the, the thinking that Abuja restaurants need to adopt if they want to really like take things up? 
Another level. <sighs> That's a tough question. Because, as I said, they are giving Lagos a run for their money. So I'll say they are currently the ones that, su that succeeding, because the ones that fail, I don't really see them. I don't mm -hmm. feel it's a failure. They are giving Lagos a run for their money. Right now, sadly, in Nigeria, aesthetics will actually make you sell more than food. I'm angry at it, but the game is the game. If you want a restaurant, no matter how good your food is, if the aesthetics isn't pleasing, people will not come. You use the you know the space to lure them. And when they come, if your food is good, they'll stay. Yeah. So I think in Nigeria, in some other countries, all these like places is the food they care about. Nigerians don't really a lot too, but many people don't really care about the food. Doesn't taste bad, it's affordable, they'll buy it. Like only if you care about the quality, the taste and everything. I'm one of those. Most people they want a fine space with a nice aesthetic, which is valid. Yeah. Nice vibe or you know, nice clientele. Or, only the rich is in this restaurant for that reason. Loki, I'm like that. So there's this place I like, Saffron Cafe. Mm. It's really, really like, only like maybe rich people eat there. And yeah. the food is not expensive. It's just for some reason. <laughs> yeah. The average person doesn't, only rich men like going there. Yeah. And I go there, same way he was in their bar. Mm. The drinks like, what, five case? Like, it is affordable, but like, those who go there, mm. you don't see our boys. You don't see, it's mostly like, you know, high class people that go there. And yeah. I go there for that reason. So that's the power of branding, isn't it? Branding, yes. You brand the place, you just keep some people out, but you get there, you see the you can There's no bounce like if yeah. you're your old boy, don't bounce you, but like when you go there and see the you know demographic there, you, you won't come back if you don't fit aesthetics. And aesthetics. Yeah. If you don't fit that demography, you won't come back. So it's just I would I'll say they are currently cracking in code and you know, it works for them, aesthetics and branding and experiential dining. Mm -hmm. Abuja is Loki, I would say they are actually doing it more than Lagos. Lagos has a few. Babuja has more experiential dining. I mean, it's not fully formed, but they are pushing on it more in Abuja than in Lagos. It's funny that Obeyemi should mention, because one of the sponsors of The Young God happens to have that perfect combination of aesthetics and food. Mamba Cafe, a rustic safe haven hidden deep within Meitama. If art, plants, and food are your thing, Mamba Cafe is the plug. It's one of those spaces that is a delight for the senses. They also have one of the most interesting menus in the city, a fusion of Western and African cuisine. So you'll see things like the Zobo Frappe and the Masa Burger. I think that's really cool. Would recommend 10 times out of 10. Visit at Mamba Cafe on IG to see for yourself. And the best part is that if you're listening to this podcast, you get a 10% discount. Yeah, just tell them the young god sent you to activate it. Thank me later. Now back to the show. So what do you think is the key to like creating those partnerships between a restaurant, a brand, and an mm -hmm. influencer? Like what, do you, what have you picked as this is the best way to like make these deals Go. quick? Obviously, it's, this is counterproductive, to be honest, and I shouldn't be saying this, but when a restaurant is succeeding, when everything is fine, you need an influencer. I shouldn't be saying this, but do you need a new? So when you're new, so like if you're launching and you're new, yes, having influencers help to, you know, create awareness, to create the buzz and to join the crowd. But after like a year, you know, again, my clients are like, what do you really need an influencer? So what would you suggest to those those brands mm -hmm. through 
are doing well, you know, but just because you're doing well doesn't mean you should stop like using influencers. Marketing efforts. So what is what will be the transition? What, what so so I'll say using influencers is very, very lazy. Again, counterproductive. There are other ways you can market your brand without influencers is like one of the options. Mm. But a lot of Nigerians focus only on influencer marketing. Yeah. And the annoying part is that they use the wrong influencers. Fam, I can flex. There are some people, some celebrities that are bigger than me yeah. that cannot pull crowd to a restaurant the way I would do. Yeah. Same way for beauty products. I can't pull, even though like someone that is on 20K followers, I'm on 150K or so, yeah. will pull more crowd for some products than me. Yeah. But they want to acquire this number. So it's like most people use the wrong influencers, first of all, because of the name. Also, the other ways to market your... There are many gimmicks you can use except influencers. You can create events. You can do karaoke on your slow days because like Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are slow days. So Nigerians love karaoke. Mm-hmm. Do a karaoke night on those days. Maybe Wednesday, ladies' night. There are other ways to do it. Just put the word out there. Not everything is influencers. Yes, give me the money, but I like to say the truth. I'll put it like this. You get an influencer okay. to draw them in. Yes. And if your product is good, they stay. So yeah. work on yourself first. Okay, yeah. So if your product is not good, if you like all the bands, call 50 of YMEs, we will draw the crowd. But to retain those crowds, it is left to you. Left to you. So you must, first of all, be good. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If you're not good, you're, you're wasting your time. And now, a message from our sponsors. If you're in Abuja, whether you're based here, or you're visiting, whether it's business or pleasure, if you enjoy nature, art, food, and a stimulating space, there's a place hidden deep in the heart of Meitama called Mamba Cafe. It's a rustic safe haven where food, plants, and art come together perfectly. A proper creative space ideal for both work and play. Then there's the food. Mamba Cafe is special for their fusion of Western and Nigerian cuisine. Whether it's their signature Zobo Frappe or Masa Burgers, they have interesting interpretations of popular local and international meals that you won't find anywhere else. And as friends of the podcast, they're offering a 10% discount to all listeners. Just tell them the young God sent you to activate it. Visit at Mamba Cafe on Instagram to see the space and the food, or come through to see it in person. And who knows, you just might find me there. Bring a friend. So far, so good, innit? At least I hope so. And if so, please subscribe, leave a review. And follow the podcast on IG at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God for exclusive content, dope interactions, and elite, elite. <laughs> Yo, anyway, let's get back to Miami for now. What do you think of Chef Stone and what he did last year with the um... one? With the $1,000... Uh... I have mixed reviews, but it's my friend. So, Chef Stone, I think... Let me say the positive parts. I think what he did... People... So many chef friends in Lagos were laughing at him, man. You know saying? Because mm. we saw the menu and... If you ask me, I'm not trying to like... I like what he's doing, but... The price and the menu, it wasn't really, really marrying well. Mm-hmm. But... What he did opened doors. Chefs don't know for other chefs. Him charging that amount and people paying for it, 
you know, mm. give value that yes, we're not just cooks. We can, you know, you can demand this amount be paid because only people in the food space respect chefs. Mm. Non food is see them as cooks and cleaning. So he what he did for the culture was very, very good for the culture. Other chefs, because of chefs tone now, can increase their price. If chefs don't could charge one thousand dollars for his meal and I'm charging five hundred now, raise your prices up. So for the culture, I'll say it. This year he's doing is he a millionaire? That's kind of overboard, but yeah. okay, you know what? You know what? Let's see. Let's see. It worked the last time, let's see. But for the culture, yeah. He too, he knows why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. The prices is calling. I think he knows exactly why, because last year he trended. He did not pay a dime on advertisements. Most restaurants were paying. I, like I studied, he did not spend a single budget on advertisements. And it trended around Nigeria. That was the one restaurant on Valentine's Day that trended around Nigeria. Everyone spoke about the $1K restaurant. Yeah. Other places, you know, paid influencers, maybe in their states they were trending mm-hmm. in their area, but in Nigeria, that was smart. So for the culture, I applaud it for the culture. Was it worth... Yes, the experience was there, but was it what is my girl? Let me just keep quiet. But like, yeah, for the culture, sure, it was good. But yeah, you you give you definitely like respect the effort. I, I definitely love you. Yes, no, no, no. Give him his flowers and for the yeah, culture. Yeah. If you're going to start a restaurant, I will never start a restaurant. Why not? I've given so many bad reviews <laughs> that I know for a fa- and also to Nigerians, as I said, they are one-sided. They do things that everybody does. There are a lot of opportunities in the food space. If I wanted to invest mm. in the food space, first of all, I'm opening a bakery. Low efforts, mm. low money. This kitchen is enough to open a bakery, walking, all this banana bread, mm-hmm. what is it called? Sardine bread and stuff. Low efforts. Bakeries don't have dances. In restaurants, generally it's a slow period for them. Mm. If there are many restaurants in their area, people have options. Everybody eats bread. Yeah. I open bakery, I open a shahama spots, chains. So you know, a bakery chain, mm. a shawarma chain, there's money in Suya. I discovered recently. So there's money in restaurant, but the efforts, the money you spend, staff, oh, training. training, but bakery, what, five people is even a lot to work for you. Mm. Suya, mm-hmm. it's just two people you need. So you get, so like, yeah. I like soft work. I open a bakery, shawarma sports, mm. what I say, Suya, like all these low, low, low. Everyone wants fancy. If I thought I was doing anything close to a restaurant, it would be like a nightlife bar. Like I was at this place yesterday. It inspired me. That shisha is I mentioned. Shisha hot, yeah. Yeah, they do more of... So most places in Abuja have noticed. All of you are thieves. <laughs> all of you like doing bottles. If, if you're not doing bottles, get out of here. And I can spend, but I like variety. Mm. Yesterday alone, I had at least seven cocktails in different places. Mm. A bottle limits me to just the gin I'm buying. Mm. The gin and whatever I mix up. I like, oh, a daiquiri, a martini, a negroni. Let's, let's explore. Mm-hmm. So that place, their menu, like, as I came, they bought this cocktail menu. It's if you want bottles, you ask, but yeah. they are pushing cocktails and shisha. I don't know, the bottles obviously has more money, but, you know, cocktails, for those who don't take cocktails, tea. Because in the nuts, yes, like five different varieties of teas. Mm-hmm. I saw some Malo boys, tea and shisha. You know those guys don't drink. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ah. That's my vibe. A DJ and everything. I don't I do not do bottles. There's money as a business owner. Bottles, obviously, more money. Yeah. But I'm not... Bottles limit. I will spend the money, forget. Mm-hmm. But I don't do bottles. So, like, that's an idea. Mm. I was at play yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had to leave. 
because I was at his club and, you know, I said, oh, I want cocktails. I said, oh, this table doesn't know cocktails. Fine, you house your roads. Give me the menu. I don't, I'm not a spirits guy. I saw wine. It's a 5K. First of all, that wine is worth 15K, but I'm in the club. 85K is not available. I was going for things below 100K because that was like the last spot. 95K is not available. It's not available. What's available? The 100K and above stuff. I know for a fact those things were available, but they were pushing again this money. And I left. I have no shame in leaving. My ego is not that fragile that told them. It's not available. Yeah, yeah, let's be good. And I left the place. But again, business is business. Yeah. You want those who spend, you know, yeah. 100K plus, not talk, but you mean that wants a bottle of wine yeah. for 85K, even though the wine is 50. So, yeah. so, so the game is the game. I've tasted, I, I dare I say, all the Nigerian dishes to taste. All. There are some local, like in Borno, I had a dish called Dindero. It meets where they cook it underground. Like you dig a hole, put... Mm leaves and grill it. Like some dishes that Nigerians don't know about except those tribe. I've tasted, I travel for food. Mm. So I've tasted all of them. In Bayosa, I've had Kirigina in no cook soup, but they just mix some things, mix, 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 pots, water, mix it. The soup is ready. So I've had, I've had locusts, I've had maggots. I've had, dare I say, or yes now. So my, my next question for you now yeah. is, how many times have you caught food poisoning? I have a stomach? very strong stomach. Uh, it's only once I've caught food poisoning, but I was in a seafood spot and I and my friends were there and we shared it and only me had it. So I can't say the food was bad because we like a platter. Yeah. So it's only once I was really, really sick. Uh, like I lost a lot of weight. Nobody knew because I was hiding it. I had like it attacked my liver. Whoa. Attacked my liver. I had jaundice for like Two months, I lost a lot of weight. So then I guess it's safe to say that he wasn't the biggest food critic in Nigeria at that time. Yeah. I had jaundice for like two months, I lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Yo. As someone that's smart will stop. But look at me. <laughs> Going heads on, like, like, it cost me a lot of money. I was very, I thought I would die. I, I thought my liver was gone. For like maybe six months, I couldn't drink. Yo, you gotta tell that story. When we and I began there. doing, oh, mocktails. And you know what, guys, let's, you know, <laughs> I began doing mocktail reviews for, for all my followers who don't drink. Let me give you guys that time. Who cares about it? <laughs> Once I recovered, back to this, uh, to uh, yeah. So I was in more healthy eating and stuff. Where do you find the energy to, to like what? to do what you do? So everyone thinks that oh, it's money, oh, it's a job for him. I'm just happy that I know this cliche, but like money was not what they planned. I had no idea that there was money in this stuff. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't making money, if I did not blow off doing this stuff, I would still be doing it. Just not this big. As I said, 2013, mm-hmm. I've been doing this thing for as long as possible. Yeah. Since those phase, since BBM days, mm-hmm. I've been doing this. I genuinely love food. I love eating. I love studying about food. I love knowing about food and learning about food. So it's not like a oh, money influencer. So it's just, I was doing it and, well, I can make money off it. So let's start. And I made my first money, sorry, um, 2019. So imagine doing this since 2013, spending your money and you stumble across money. Maggie called me that, oh, want to post an avatar on your page. You know, how much do you charge? I'm like, wait, they can pay me for this. And I said, 
because I didn't know. Yeah. Like, they took it. I'm like, oh, what? They took it free money. And send us a Disney. They paid me. And I had a friend that called me that we fool. That we approved 200K for you. That the deal was that don't give him more than 200K. Yeah. Any amount he says, as far as no more than 200K, paid to him. But to me, 30K was. It was because money was not, 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 I mean, it wasn't big money to me. It's like just, you know, I'll pay you 10K to take a selfie and post on your page. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get, like, it's not. Nothing to you. Thank is. You did it for free. Yeah, like I was already like I was yeah. already posting for free. Yeah. But like 30k just to like post the avatar on my page. Man. And to me we're like, may I build them? 30k. To me we're like, oh more. <laughs> I'm gonna let 200 k now. Wow. It's an insult. If we're free, I'm giving you a discount. Maybe 250. That's why yeah, my guy. It's a slap in the face. Yeah, so. <laughs> so money was so that's why mm. all these new guys, mm. I watch a lot of them. Many of them are, you know, working hard, but I think I see their content. They are creating it for brands to see them. Brands don't care about you. Brands care about your audience. And I always tell them mm-hmm. that when creating content, don't have brands in mind. Don't have what will cook think mm-hmm. if I post this. So I'm lucky that many brands have been sorted that give them bad reviews and they still come back and pay me. Like some are like, oh, more they don't pay me. Like I've given them, like Coke, for example. Mm-hmm. I've given some of their product bad reviews and I assumed, okay, they'll blacklist me. Two months later, Alpha, we have this new product. We want to put you in me. I've insulted. <laughs> and they still don't even know speech. So it's like, you get but So so being yourself yes. has been like... Obviously, I have a lot of enemies. So many yeah. brands have blacklisted me because yeah, yeah. like recently, I lost $4,000 because of a statement I made. I was in Ibadan and I had... I read a restaurant and I bought rice and stew there. And the stew was tomato. And I'm like, guy, I'm in Ibadan. I'm Yoruba. Ibadan is a Yoruba place. Yoruba is like pepper. Why is this stew tomato stew? Like, I'm in the East. That, that, I'm in Nosuka. Why is this? That I'm not Ibo. I was just, you get, catching crows. And the thing trended for like two days on Twitter. People were dragging me. And I have friends in advertising. I worked there. Mm-hmm. And, they, and called me that, yo. She told me the, this in brief. That you were to head this campaign, that this American brand mm. came to Nigeria and the money on your head was four thousand dollars. But because of that Igbo joke you said that trended, the head of the campaign was an Igbo person. Mm. And they said the movie's name. So I lost forty dollars. There's this video I made so on what your alcohol choice says about you. And I shaded Jameson that oh that those who take Jameson are those. It was just like a cruise. Mm. That if you take Mattel, it means you know, you have small money, mm-hmm. you're a big boy, you have, you know, class. If you take Jane, it means you're a rebel and you don't care about what anybody says. You like what you like. If you take Jameson, it means you're a poser and you have farms in that because the cookies are drinking Jameson. That's why, and that's Jameson reference I made. I'm friends with them. Cost me money. So being yourself has a price to pay. If you're a kisser, you go further in life. But people, brands will love you, but your core audience, they will know that you are, you know, you're not authentic. So, you make money for a while. Mm. But that trust, trust is my value. That trust from your audience, you will not have it for long. So there are two sides for everything. But I've lost a lot of money. A lot of brands have blacklisted me. So going forward now, are you more careful with your tongue? Sadly. As, no, not sadly. No, guy, it's, you know what, I always say that every stage is necessary. Fair enough. Do you get? And one thing I know about life is that as long as you show steady growth, 
and refining your skill, even what you've lost comes back. Fair enough. You get what I mean? No, I mean, I'm still making the money. It's just mm-hmm. I've made money. I'm not rich, though. Guy, what I said... I'm still the highest paid food influencer okay. in Nigeria, but... So imagine... I'm losing some money. Like, I could be richer. If you're making richer, more. Yeah. If you're making more. That's, that's why I always say to people that I'm, I'm, I'm here for both... I'm here for a good time and, and a long, long time. time. Before call. Which means that... Which means that... All the things that we sacrificed, mm-hmm. right, in... Building... Building our brand, yeah. build, building ourselves. Because don't forget to... Saying that thing you said about Jameson... It may have cost you dollars, cost but, it, but it, it gained you trust. No, in your that audience. post was like two months ago. Till now, it is still doing numbers. See? Till now. Right? So, and it's that trust the audience has in you. Yeah, trust. That would pay it forward. So, I think sometimes, I think when you understand yourself and understand what you want to achieve, it helps you, like, really go through these processes. But one thing you don't want is to, like, be a sellout. Sell out early. You don't have even started, you're already selling out. At a point. <laughs> I like that statement, sell out early. Yeah. Because eventually... Eventually... At a point. At a point. Everybody has... Like, eventually, not now, but eventually at a point. Be like, oh, more, I've been there, done that. Everybody has a price. Yeah. I don't plan to do that now, but I know. Yeah. Because now, some of the things I'm doing, I'm diplomatic about it. Mm-hmm. Also, today's empathy. Before in the past, if a restaurant was bad, I will bash it. Mm-hmm. But now some things I understand why service was really, really slow. Mm-hmm. The restaurant is packed. The mm-hmm. service cannot be fast. Mm-hmm. But then I did not care. Yeah. I'm a paying customer. I ordered a 15 minutes dish. Why is it taking 14 minutes? Mm-hmm. But now empathy, I understand yeah. that farm it is a packed restaurant up when come down. What mm-hmm. you ordered, you get so so there's a bit of empathy. That's gross, bro. In you know in my reviews now. But then I was brutal. God, that was brutal. That's why I cannot open the restaurant. Yeah. I was brutal. There's this place I went to, this boozy breakfast, you know them? Yeah, oh yeah. That's what made this bitch ass chef, Taylor, hates me. I, uh, I went there, yes. So like, I think in the video I was like, oh, there's this, like, was a vlog video. I was excited. I almost, there's this restaurant in Abuja where fine girls go in the morning. <laughs> like, so, like, it's obvious that this guy was not out for blood. Like, there was excitement. I got there. I want more. I see people everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've seen their menu. The food is good. I've ordered this, 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 this. Ten minutes later, the order is not ready. One hour, like I was, like, there was a drop in the excitement. So, like, you will know that this guy didn't go there to fight. And people came after me. And, like, this, this guy came after me and he asked food because he knows the owner. I saw the owner. Mm-hmm. This boy came after me, but me, because nobody, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was... So, after that, I now gave them an objective review, yeah, which was yeah. really, really negative. And I shared it with our bloggers that you guys were posting this place is nice on your page. And because of you guys, I went to that you guys do your job. So I, I came for mm. Abuja bloggers and maybe shared the Abuja food space. So like in the food community, like it was trending and that bitch has thing. I said, that would the hell are you to come from Lagos and say Abuja, this, 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 yeah. this, this, this. So that's how me and the guy started. Yes. Look, I feel in the end we'll be friends. It's just, yeah. but just childish right now. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's just nothing. So stuff like that. So it's like mm. opening a restaurant after bashing some restaurants and let's taste this food. Let's see. So that I can never open it. And if I do, I'll never put my name on it. Nobody will know I'm doing now. But if you do, what if I don't plan to? I feel like I feel like I promise you I don't plan. Because I've seen the yeah. work related. Yeah. Sharma now. You can Sharma Sharma. I can put my name there, but yeah. a proper restaurant. Maybe in Ghana. Mm. Not in Lagos or Abuja. Maybe like in a biosa where the food scene is coming up and mm-hmm. you know I don't have enemies there mm-hmm. or like at or, or your but Lagos and Abuja 
Anibadon, where my core audience are. I'm not opening any restaurants there. Nah. Shit. So imagine, I think, I'm going to give you time. Growth. So, you know I'll give you time for? Okay. How old are you now? 30. 30. Ah, young man. Let's let's give you to 40, right? Between now and 40. What could happen is, if you're really dedicated to the food I'll game. I'll be silent in restaurants. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you stay in the food game yeah. long enough. I don't want to stay in the food game long enough. And you... <laughs> I want to branch out to all that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But let, let's be hypothetical now. Yeah. And you've learned all these different things because yeah. I, I take it as you're, you're you're learning a lot. You're seeing what works and doesn't work. And because you have this first-hand info, yeah, you can create something that you know silences the haters. You can, why not? For Ten years from now, you can you can change your mind. About There's it. money there, but the stress, mm. the downtimes are competition. But low efforts, things already work. Create a food app. Trust me, from what I've seen, I don't plan opening the restaurant. Any money I have, based on what I know, there are other things to do. I would rather enter the drink industry first. You know, or worse, worse, is a bar. That's if at all I will open it, it's a bar. I'm not opening a restaurant because it is hard. Getting a loyal chef, all the good food, it is based on the chef. And if the chef leaves, things will change. Okay. So I'm not opening it. I'm very, very sure about it. I'll be shocked if I open a restaurant, knowing what I know. I'll be very, very shocked. Buka, if at all I open. Buka. Buka and fast food. They make more money than fine, but you don't know. The silent, the most silent big boy Buka that nobody looks at, that's catching out is Kilimanjaro. Right. They are everywhere. Those guys don't make noise. They Almost everywhere I've been to, I've, I've been to Delta, I saw them everywhere, South like, they are everywhere. They are in the pad on there. Look, they are in Abuja. So, they mean Delta. So, they mean this in Portaco. They are everywhere. But, you know, everyone knows Chicken Republic. Everybody knows the place. Those ones are, you know, spending big money on budgets. Yeah. But Kilimanjaro is a fast... Nobody is reviewing fast food. Jo- I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I have three K. They are going to eat. So, if I do a restaurant, it's book I'm doing. Fine, all of them are fine dining. <laughs> Creating steak that, you know, the meat has to be imported. Right. And as dollar is going up, the, this thing. It's going up. Buka, nobody cares. I'm hungry. Where's the jollof fries? So I'm not opening a fancy, obscure restaurant. Part one is done. See, listen to this episode a second time if you must, because this isn't just entertainment, this is education. All over this gist is information that is designed to help you really understand certain things and do better in your own life regardless of whether you're a foodie a food whatever like you don't have to be in the food industry to 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 benefit from this and it's going to be another week before part two drops so better just sink yourself into this one for now because part two that one is more scandalous more juicy more personal Ope and I really got comfortable and went to some very unexpected places. So subscribe so that you can get the notification the minute it drops this Friday at noon. Please leave a review and follow the podcast on IG at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God. Mention the podcast, let us know how you're feeling, how this is resonating. And thanks again for listening. See you next week. My name is Rodney Amarkache. And this is the young God.